0: light up my life light up light up my life anybody remember that song you light up my life from the i think that was 70s or somewhere in there it should have been 70s if it wasn't cuz i sure remember it it was about a heart throb and you know i was all in it and of course she was my everything and i don't remember her name <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Uh, But I really want us to grab a hold of something this morning that the Lord has been pouring into my heart about literally, I I want the Lord to light up my life. I want him to just like illuminate it, my life, all of me, like, there would be like no darkness, like there would be no corners of darkness, that I could just be illuminating the love of Christ in everything that I do. That's my, that's my heart's desire. And of course, there's so many things that get in the way of that, circumstances and, and life and problems and worries and anxieties and things in, of this world, right? Uh, but r- literally, um, there's... I heard this just a couple of days ago and it's just stuck with me, so I know it's something I need to share. The word circumstance, in the word circumstance, c- regardless of the circumstance, we have to decide what our stance is going to be. Amen. And so when we come upon our stance and know who and whose we are and the identity and who we are in and what God promises as a result of that, we can take a stand in the circumstances that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we won't be defined by the circumstance, we'll be defined by the stance that we take. Amen? So the stance that I want to take is that my life is lit up, man. I just want it lit up. I want to make a difference wherever I am and it's my prayer for us within this church body that we all desire and hunger for our lives to be lit up. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean because literally that's what God has called us to do. Is to be the light of the world. He started things, amen, with the light. We're going to read from John 1 starting in verse 1. In the beginning was the in the beginning the word already existed. And Word is capitalized there. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Word and God are synonymous. Word, God, same, same. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. Who's Him? Jesus. Are you with me now? I mean, he's talking about in the very beginning, it was the we. The we, God created everything through Jesus. Everything was created through him. The word, Jesus, gave life to everything that was created. His life brought light to everyone. His life is what brings the light. To everyone, to everything that has life, it's his light that brings that life, amen? So we can say the light is synonymous with Christ as well, amen? So the light in you, every bit of the light in you is Christ in you. And, and so when we say light, light up my life, we're asking Christ to light up in us, that we would be reflective of the light of who he is in our life. It says that the light shines in the darkness, Mm hmm. Come on now. That's us. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Amen. Now, does that maybe kind of increase your desire to want to light up? Because if you're lit up, man, there's like everything that's dark has to flee. Everything, it can't be in the same place. It's because His life brings light, and His light. Extinguishes all darkness. All darkness. Man. Maybe I got a little darkness going on. Maybe I got some stuff going on. But if I can turn the light on in it, gone. Talk about power. huh? Life and light bring life. If that's God, we'll take it. Yeah. So this is critical now. Here in 2 Corinthians 11.14. It says, but I'm not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Hmm, now we got, we can't just take in any light, right? Because light in what, what we perceive to be light, we have to be discerning. Amen? We, we, we have to be discerning about what it is we're taking in and what we're articulating as light because let's just keep going. So, no wonder that his servants. Now, we're talking about Satan's servants here, right? Also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Mm. Now, that's amongst the church. Come on. It's amongst the, the church. There's persons that are coming into the church through a different gate. The Bible talks about coming through, in a, through a different gate. And they want to disguise themselves as light and get you to believe something that they are trying to show you as light, but it's really darkness. Hmm. Now, what might be some just some real simple examples of that is you might think that being here every Sunday is somehow earning you points with God. And someone may have told you that. You better get to church every Sunday or else. If you're not there, if you don't do that, how many people do you know that are very quick at telling you what you should or shouldn't do? Huh? Yeah, you better not do this and you should do more of this. Huh? Righteous, holier than thou. Yeah? You just do what I do and you'll be just fine. You know a few of those? Come on now. And and they're masquerading. They don't really realize it, but they're masquerading as light. And they're really taking you into a place of condemnation. And you can feel it on you. You, If you're around somebody that claims to be a follower of Christ and you're feeling the condemnation for the things that you're doing in your life, that's not God. God draws you to him. He may convict you of sin, but the idea of the sin is to draw you closer to him, not to expose you and to push you away from him. It says his goodness draws you to repentance. Not somebody saying, you better do that or else. And man, if we just grabbed a hold of that alone, we could go home. But I got some more. Yeah, it says that those, those that are doing that, they'll get their punishment, their wicked deeds deserve. So 11, Luke eleven thirty four. 34, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. That's good, isn't it? I mean, so you know that what you're taking in, what you're, what you're receiving, what you're looking at, what you're perceiving, what you're processing in the light, if it's healthy, your whole life is filled with that light. But when it's unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Can we change what we look at like right now? Can we look at something from a different eye, from a different standpoint? I could put on Jesus glasses and see you versus I could put on J glasses and see you, right? I can change my perspective just by changing how I look at you. Right on? Huh? So if I'm looking at you the way Christ looks at you, it, my countenance is going to be totally different than, man, they shouldn't have done that to me. Right? Offense or whatever that looks like. So what? what's... In, going in this way or, or what you're processing here is going to have a direct reflection on your entire life, the light of your life. Either it's going to be lit up or it's going to be dark. There's some of us that have walked in this place this morning really wanting to be light, but having all kinds of darkness on them. Not intentional, but just perspective, circumstances start getting us thinking a certain way or seeing things in certain perspectives that all of a sudden we're feeling the weight of that darkness again. And guess what that does? It pushes us away from the light. There are people that are not here this morning that really wanted to be here but felt too guilty to come. That's a trick of the devil. It's a trick of the devil. It, there's no place they should rather be. <laughs> than to be able to come into the light and to be loved on in the place that they're at where people would look at them with the eyes of Christ and love on them exactly where they're at so that they know that they're loved and everything is going to be okay. And if not here, then where? <laughs> right? Man, this light is important. Our sharing that light. So make sure this is verse 35. It says, Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. There's a lot of persons walking around promoting what they like about themselves and a lot of times in relationship to Christianity. They have the corner on the truth. They're going to tell you what to believe and how you should believe it and they think they're right. What they believe is light is actually what they believe is light and they're trying to impart their light on you but you're going to feel it If they're imparting something that's not light on you, provided that you're guarding yourself in the light of Christ, and he will illuminate that darkness so it has no effect on you. But we can't do it with ignorance. We can't be simpletons and just receive everything that everyone is saying. It goes for me as well. If I were to say something from here this morning, and it's set in a place where your spirit was in check, like, oh, that, that sounded a little bit off. I don't take my words for it. Take the word for it go to the word and see what the Lord reveals to you in that and stand on that circumstance, amen? So you're not waved about by every wind of doctrine. And there's tons of us who have been in that situation where religion has tossed us around in different ways and belief systems, and have come to the understanding that Christ says he will give me everything that I need and teach me all truth because the truth and the mind of Christ reside within me. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because he's in you too. And and we we don't need the teaching of somebody who perceives their light to be the light unless it's filtering filtering through the truth of who Christ says we are here. Amen? Amen. Now, this is really cool. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, I love that. See, God thinks of everything when he communicates with us. It's not like I intentionally have dark corners, but I do. Much of it might be from ignorance or unbelief or strongholds in the way I think. Like I'm stuck on this particular idea about Christianity. Oh, I think I could lose my salvation. That that used to kill me. It used to kill me because I was never good at being good enough. I just always believed that I had to earn something from God to be able to be good enough, and I just wasn't good at being that good. So I wrestled with that and wrestled with that and wrestled with that. And I finally came to an understanding by the demolishing of that stronghold that the truth came in, and Jesus said, When He adopted me, He adopted me forever. <laughs> and He knows I'm a mess. And he loves me anyway, because it was even while I was yet sinning that he died for me. So why do I think after he saved me, I'd have to get propped up? He's the one who's changing me more and more into the light that's in me as a result of knowing that he's not going to disown me. That's good right there, isn't it? And he's not going to disown you. And if anybody's ever taught you that, you need to demolish that stronghold. And I'm here to tell you, taking... Put that up against the word and test it and push it and to push it. And you'll say, oh, well, what about this? And praise God. Those are the scriptures that got you to believe that what you're believing is today. Amen? Somebody confessed those over you. Oh, if you, if you came to know the Lord and you went away and then you came back to the Lord, it's better that you didn't know him at all. You ever been told that? Because, my goodness, that means you're probably going to die. Because, man, you're better off not even being told the gospel because now you're accountable to it and you're not good enough anymore. So if you fall away, look out because the hammer's coming down. Anybody heard that? Come on. Well, if anybody wants to look into the scriptures and find out who he was talking to there, he was talking to the Jewish people who had seen Christ crucified, who knew he was crucified but wanted to impart the law back onto the people to where they had to be circumcised in order to be saved. And he says, "This better, you didn't even know that to begin with, let alone go back and put laws back onto my people. Woe to you who puts the law, woe to you that puts the shouldas back on my people. Mm. Man, it turns everything around, doesn't it? That's the truth. Now, that sets right in the right place, don't it? Because that's a loving God. That's that's the adoption that he's done in us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. There's no power in the world that would separate us from the love of Christ that's in Christ Jesus. I want him to light that up in me. I want him to light that up in me. Not, am I good enough today, God? Talk about a dark corner. I'd be creating them. I create dark corners every time I think about myself. Every time I think about him, I get lit up. Every time I think about what he's created in me and how he looks at me and how he sees me and what he's done in me, I get lit up. I just want to stay lit up. (laughs) I won't go there. I really want to, but I won't. (laughs) So Acts, one day, this is Paul, he's talking and recounting when he was knocked off his horse, right? And he was blinded. He's telling an account. He says, one day... Uh, I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest. He was going to arrest Christians. That's where he was going. He was like a bounty hunter. He had people's names. He got permission from those that were in authority that he could go in and take these people. He was was a, a bounty hunter. About noon, your majesty, as I was on the road, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We fell down and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord, I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you, to serve, appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you've seen me and tell them what I've shown you in the future. He hasn't shown them anything in the future yet. Right? But he's, remember he's blind too? And he's like, whoa. Uh, something's coming. Amen? And he goes, and I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. And they will receive forgiveness for their sins and they will be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. How many know that Paul, when he was doing what he was doing as a bounty hunter, thought he was doing the right thing? He was living what he thought was the light. He thought he was the best of the best of the best. Hebrew from the tribe of Benjamin, followed from the beginning, knew every law inside it all, the ceremonial washings, and he followed him to a T. His righteousness was in who he was. And God took and knocked him off his horse and shone a light so bright he couldn't see. He says, I'm going to light you up, dude. I'm going to light you up and everywhere you go, you're going to be magnifying what you've seen here and who I've created you to be and you're going to change the world. He ended up writing two-thirds of the New Testament. That guy who thought he was walking in the light. But God, amen? So Romans 2.18, you know what he wants. Now see if you know any people like this. You know what he wants. You know what is right because you've been taught his law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in darkness. Like somehow you got the corner and you're going to show everybody everything they need to know because you know what to do and what not to do. That's a book of rules that caused me to run from God because I couldn't keep them. And there are many people who think they're walking in the light. You have to be cautious. Even whatever I mean, I, I love every church we have in our area. I'm sure every church in our area is doing things that are honoring to God, but I know they're all not. It's not up for me to point out which one is or which one isn't. That's up for us in our spirit if we find ourselves in those places to be guarded from anything that might be teaching us that somehow we're not good enough for God. So, because it's being taught. I was taught it for many, many years. But to be able to hang, st- make a stance in the circumstances when somebody starts telling you things like that, that your identity comes in Christ, not in what you do or don't do. But when your identity is in Christ and you're led up, the things that you do, you want to bring light to the one who's given it to you. Man, that's, that's really powerful stuff. If you can just allow that to saturate. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God, for you're certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. You're not a true Jew just because you were born to Jewish parents or because you've gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And a true circumcision is not merely obeying the shoulds or the shouldn'ts or obeying the law. Rather, it's a change of heart produced by the Spirit, capital S, and, the, and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God and not from people. Can you see that? Now, some of the white lies that you might be believing about yourself is, gosh, I volunteer here, I give every week in tithe, I've been coming to church every week. As a matter of fact, I help out and I do this and I do some of that and somehow that's going to keep me safe with God. If you're believing that, it's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell that somehow that work is defining your right standing with God. Your heart is... Defines your right standing with God, and everything flows from that place. Second Corinthians, four, verse five. You see, we don't go around preaching ourselves. Look at me and what I can do, or look at what I know, or look at how good I am, or look at look at me. Period. We don't go around preaching ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we can know that the glory of God is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We have this, now look it, now we have this light shining in whose heart? Ours. Christ came, he says, I am the light of the world. Everything that has life came from that light. And he now has deposited that light in us. We are truly what he is using to illuminate the goodness of God. And so us as a body of Christ, we want to be able to be in a place that says, light up my life so that I'm accomplishing and purposed in what I'm doing and what he created me to be, the light And get rid of the dark corners, amen? I mean, and it's not condemnation. It's like understanding. It's like uh, get rid of my unbelief in that area. Get rid of my fear in that area. Whatever it is, just light me up, God. If there's things that I'm doing that are not bringing you glory, God, I want you to show me what they are and light up that area. Give me the strength and the understanding to demolish that thing that's coming against me because light extinguishes all darkness. If you want to get rid of something, bring the light into it. If you have an issue, if there's uh, uh, things like pornography have become an epidemic. It's because there's this false representation of something, and it's a it's a disguised light that somehow would make a person feel better if they just did. You know, if I just do this, and it'd be my secret little thing. Well, it's killing people. It's killing marriages and relationships. It's just killing. It's dying. It's darkness. It's becoming more and more dark. It's literally swallowing people up in it. But I tell you what, every single time if you have an issue with that darkness that is coming on, a dark corner, bring and turn the lamp on. Huh? Uh, Turn, turn the lamp on. When you you have the urge to do something dark, sing a praise song. When you have a have a tendency to wanna click on this, click on this. Amen. It's like make the stance in the circumstance forever and a day. I'm gonna be a light. Light me up, God, light me up. And as soon as you do, that darkness flees. It's just it's extinguished. It can't even be in the same presence. It's just like now when you turn it off, you shut off that thing, five minutes later, it can come back. Amen. Especially if it's a stronghold. And you've been so accustomed to it, and somehow you found comfort in it. See how it's a lie? Turn the light on again. Turn the light on again. Turn the light on again. Pretty soon you're walking in light in that area, and the one who's coming in that's walking in darkness in that area, you get to go into their room and say, man, look at what the Lord has done for me in that area of my life. And you can have it too if you just allow him to light you up there. I want all my corners just to be lit up. Do you want, you know, oh, God is so good. I told you I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm really not mad, but do we want people to come to church? You know what I mean? Do we want them to experience what we're experiencing? I sure hope so. You know what I mean? I really want us to want people to want what we're learning and what we're experiencing here. That's what outreach is. Right? Do you want people? Do you want people to come to your house? Okay, you want them to come to church because you know you know what to expect there, right? And 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 you got a pretty good idea that Jay's going to be lit up. So you just just come and hear that weirdo, and, and we'll, it'll be great. I promise it'll be something good, you know. And and but do you want to invite people into your home? Okay, I'm not asking you to answer this, but because what you got going on in your home is is either lit up or it's not. And, and if you really want to be the person that God has created you to be, that you want to walk in that light, you don't, you don't have to clean for four hours before people get there. They, they could knock on your door, regardless of where things are inside, and come in and know that they're going to get loved on there. There's no expectations from them whatsoever. It's not, it's a, if you knock on that door, you come to my house. If you come to my house, you're going to get loved on in my house. And I'm not, I don't have to put away certain things. I don't have to lock certain cupboards. I don't have to put certain things under the carpet. I don't have to do any of that stuff because my house is lit up. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and, it, and it's, a, it's a house cleaning by the Lord. It's purifying from all unrighteousness. I want you guys in my life because I want Christ in your life. And he's called us as the body to be that light. Now, when you go home today... If you are the body, if we're the body of Christ, and how we're going to know, how the world is going to know that we are his disciples is that we love on each other the way Christ loved on us, without an expectation in return, without anything, just a love on people, amen? When you get home today, if you don't feel like, hey, this is my time, you know, this is, I got, this is, this is my stuff, you know, I'll do this, I'll do this, you're, got dark corners that are going to prevent you from being able to show the light to the rest of the world and you're going to feel condemnation as a result. And the devil's going to point at you every time you do it and tell you how bad you are. And you're not that person. He just wants to light up your life. Every part of it. Well, even that part, Jay, especially that part. Yeah, but I kind of like it. You might like it, but it's killing you. It's deception, and it's called deception for a reason. This is so awesome. We have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Man, apart from Christ, I am a mess. Apart from Christ, I don't want you at my house. Apart from Christ, I don't want you in my car. Apart from Christ, I don't want you in my neighborhood. Apart from Christ, I don't want me. Are you with me? But I'm fragile. And I'm capable of making mistakes, and I'm going to do it today. I'm going to make a mistake. I know that. But so I know that literally it's not my strength that I'm operating in. It's all going to be in his strength. that's going to allow me to walk in the power and the light that he's promised to light up my life with. As soon as I got some self righteousness about it, like, look at what I can do, and look at what I can do, and look at what I can do, pride comes before the man, we're fragile. He keeps us in that place for good reasons, so we don't think too highly of ourselves, nor do we think too lowly of ourselves. Eat both our pride. Amen? So, Ephesians 5, this is awesome. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Piece of cake. (laughs) Okay. We're all going to go to Walmart after this. (laughs) And we're going to go to Walmart, and we're going to either have Jesus glasses on, or you're going to have your normal glasses on. If you have Jesus glasses on, you're going to go in there and say, who can I love on? <laughs> Show me one, God. Do you think there's a few in there? Huh? Uh, oh, now you're going to tell me I've got to go up there and like, ask them if they're saved and all that? No, 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 no. I'm just asking you to love them. Especially the unlovable one. Man, don't go in aisle three. That dude's freaked out, man. <laughs> I was in aisle three. No, I'm not joking. I was looking for batteries just like a lot of you. But if somebody would have loved me enough in that day to come over and ask me, say, you know, something about, hey, man, Jesus just flat out loves you, dude, you have no idea. Would it have made a difference in my day? Would it have made a difference in your day on one of those days? Or somebody just said it. They might, you might even turn and get angry with them. But when you leave that place, you'd have a remembrance of something that would just change the scope of your day. Amen? Or we could go in there. Man, I always get the slow line. <laughs> and then the registers broke. Oh, they call the manager. No, I can't go into that aisle. Man, they didn't have half of the things I got. Now i got to go to Aldi's instead of here. I don't have bags for all these. I don't have a quarter for the cart. (laughs) Come on. Where is the light? Is it about what about me or is it what about he? am I really going to be a light in Walmart or Aldi's or wherever I end up? If you ask the Lord, he's going to allow you the opportunity to be a light in every one of those places. Or you have the option to stand there and be part of the darkness that already exists. I want the Lord to light us up. I want the church in the pines. I want everybody that comes up to you to say, man, why are you lit up like that? Well, I just got a message from Jay that was right from the Holy Spirit, and I'm lit up. Can I come over to your house? Because you can sure come over to mine. <laughs> Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. A life, Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice, a pleasing aroma to God. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins, for the anger of God will fall on those who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Now, expose them isn't narking them out, if that's what it need, if that's what the Lord asks you to do. All he's telling you to do, here's how you expose them. Turn the light on. Turn the light on. Show them love. Show them the love of Christ sacrificially. Don't judge them on the things that they're in. Don't judge them based on the darkness that they're in, because that easily could be you. You're a fragile jar just like they are. You could be lied to and deceived and believing something that's a lie. They are in a wounded place and you're a light so you can go to that place that they're at and turn on the light in their world and watch what can happen when the light comes on. It's not about condemnation. It's not about guilt or shame. It's about love. Man, that's good, ain't it? I want to expose it with the light, not expose it to look what they're doing. That's not exposing it to truth. It's shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. You don't have to tell them what they're doing is wrong. When the light comes on, they're going to see it. And it's not again about condemnation, it's just about truth that, man, I want what they got. No one wants to be in the mess they're in. Can I get an amen? Amen. Nobody wants to be in that mess. Many of us never thought that there was a way out of it. We believed all the lies. Thought darkness was just about what we were going to be and that was just the way it was going to be. Until some day, one day, where a light got turned on in my living room and I couldn't believe what I saw. Man, there's love in here and there's truth and I'm, I've got value and I've got a purpose and there's a destiny on my life and, and He's chosen me and He's adopted me as His own and And he wants me to make a difference in this world for his glory. And I get to do that? I mean, this guy who was a mess gets to do that? He said, yeah, of course it's you because you're the one that was lost. You were the one that was blind. You were the one that was lame. You were the one who was dead. But I brought life and sight. And I can run and dance and soar in the spirit today as a result of the light coming on in my life. Light me up, God. Light me up. Light me up. When the light shines on it, for the light makes everything visible. That's why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand that the, what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk on wine because it'll ruin your life. <laughs> Anyone want to debate that? or <laughs> Instead... Be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything God the Father in, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.12, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. For He rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His dear Son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sin. Luke eleven thirty three, 33. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Light us up, God. Not just an ornament that's turned on and off occasionally when there's company but a light that's just lit up and wants to be on the lampstand saying, if you want to follow Jesus, come to the light. You want to follow Jesus, follow me. If you want to follow Jesus, follow me. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm a fragile jar. I know what I'm capable of. But when I fall down, you're going to watch what a man of God takes as a stance in the circumstances. And I want all of us to be able to say like Paul did, if you want to follow Christ, if you want to follow the light, follow me, because that's where I'm going. I'm going to keep my eye on the heavenly prize that's before me, and when I do fall, he picks me up right where I am, dusts off my feet and says, come on, son, let's keep going. Isn't that awesome? Man, boy, if more of our, the body of Christ understood that, we're the carriers of that light. Instead, a lamp is to be placed on a stand, where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. What's your house entail? Your car? Your workplace? Your cubicle? Huh? Wherever you might be, wherever you are, there you are. Second Timothy 1.6 this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. And in that particular instance, the spiritual gift was the Holy Spirit. Fan into flame the Holy Spirit that's in you. Fan into flame. Get him, get him stoked up. Man, just, just begin to fan it and say, I want more of it, God. I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you. I want to live and move and breathe in you from a posture of love and a posture of other-centered focus and watch the magnificent and amazing things that God will do in the lives of people you touch. But it's fanning and the flaming of the Holy Spirit in your life, not you. The light that's in you is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Keep us from getting anything about self-righteousness. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline.